Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. Welcome in. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We're very sad. This is the end of the show. Goodbye. Bye. I think. I think. P.S. I think you need to make our intro the Ducktales theme song for today. I mean, this is all going in the show, so everyone's going to hear that. No, so, I'm telling you. I, I I know that we're recording. I'm just telling you that should absolutely be our our intro song today. Not even nothing about the Avs. Just straight up the Ducktales theme song. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll do that. <laughs> hopefully hopefully somebody out there finds it as funny as i do i'm sure i'm sure we'll get a couple people saying be professional yeah oh dude we i mean be professional enough with the ducktails be professional i i can't do anything that makes me giggle without getting one person who's upset about that but that's fine dude, everybody you know every everybody wants to do their own thing so i when I dropped in the entire Rebecca Black Friday song on one of AD's show, I laughed for a good eight minutes by myself. I thought it was hilarious. Thank you. And I was disappointed that somebody out there did not agree with us. Yeah. I had a couple of people DM me individually like, yo, that was funnier the longer it went on. I was like, thank you. That that's was the, the joke. Point. Like, that's what makes it funny. You Is were that waiting like, for oh, it to end. You make the joke and then, no, no, we're putting the whole song in there. But, uh, well, hopefully hopefully everyone enjoyed the DuckTales theme song that has already played. We're, we're so far into this, we barely even acknowledged that anybody's listening. This is actually, AJ, this is exactly what, what we intended it for. You and I always say, we start talking about funny, interesting, or just relevant topics off the air. <laughs> we get it all out, and then we turn on the mics and none of it's there. So now this is all just nonsense. They don't know who we are. They don't know what we're talking about. If there's any new listeners, we've probably lost them completely at this point. So let me start from the beginning. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. That other voice you have already heard is AJ Hayfley. We are the BSN Avalanche Podcast, and we are presented by Total Beverage. Total Beverage. Total. They're awesome. They're great. If you are a new listener and you've never heard of Total Beverage and you live in northern Colorado, well, you should change that because it's easily the best liquor store 
in Northern Colorado and they'll deliver to you anywhere. Use that promo code. Uh, was it BSN 10 to get $50 off your purchase of $10 or more? Uh, well, AJ, it's, it's not new news by now. The Colorado avalanche were, uh, eliminated last night in game seven of the Western conference semifinals. Now I'm going to put everyone on notice for this segment one. It's going to be short and it's going to be salty. It's going to be mostly me talking because AJ did all of this last night. I didn't get a chance to. So AJ was kind enough to yield eight minutes of the floor to me to complain, be upset, be frustrated before we can move on. You must grieve before you can heal. And this is going to be my grieving. Now, AJ, this doesn't mean that you can't speak. In fact, I'd encourage you to make me feel better. But man, how disappointing was that last night? You come so far. You do so much. You prove so many people wrong. Now look. Now look. Obviously, there was so much else that happened within that game, within that series. By no means can you pin a series loss on one call, one goal, So I'm not doing that. I'm not saying the refs gave the San Jose Sharks the series. I'm not even saying the refs gave the San Jose Sharks that game last night. But boy, oh boy, if there is one thing the San Jose Sharks have proven this year is game sevens are a hell of a lot easier when you're getting that lucky every single time. I wouldn't be nervous going into a game seven find the San Jose Sharks. Hey, In the first one, we had an absolutely egregious five-minute major called in our favor that helped us win the game. And the second time we went to a game seven, the league and the refs were willing to help us out again by overturning a call that I don't know how anyone in their right mind has the confidence in a game seven, second round. That takes a, a serious pair for a referee to overturn that call based on that video. AJ, you called me after the game last night, uh, and I think you and I were pretty much on the same page about that. I'm not necessarily saying that it was the wrong call. I'm not necessarily saying that it was the right call. But that, to me, is the issue. How can you overturn it on that angle and especially given the rules that, that, that have been shared on Twitter, that have, we have done our, our own digging. AJ, have you come up with an answer for how they justified overturning that? Uh, no. Because I'm a bad co-worker and I haven't listened to your show from last night. Um, what? <laughs> Give me your thoughts on the call. I mean, uh, at this point, man. Hey, <laughs> I did the show last night. Not, I did the weekly breakdown video. I'm over talking about I it. I know one one more time. <laughs> one more time. It's, it's just it's. I think it's a bad call, and I think it's inconclusive. Um, and I just don't. Um, that's that's how I feel. But I think it's inconclusive, and I just don't see how. 
they could have possibly made the call that they did. Um, everything is grainy, and anybody acting like there's a clear, definitive view is lying. Right. Or trying really hard to prove to everybody what a homer they're not. Right. And, right. and I'm just I just don't think it's a good call. No, and 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 what I said to you last night is that's a game 7. You you you're really going to take that moment to overturn that call. You know, game 30 in the middle of November, you know, December, whatever. Make the call, yeah. you say, "Ah, oh, that sucks. Ah, oh, well, hopefully, you know, they get it straightened out." This is what everyone had been afraid of. Game seven, Stanley Cup playoffs, and someone decides to say, screw it, I'm going to go for it, and challenge a super iffy 50-50 call, and and the refs make it, takes a goal away from the Avs. Uh, a couple minutes later, the Sharks put themselves up by two. It's so hard because that goal completely changes the rest of the game. Completely changes the rest of the game. Um, and you can't even argue that point. Right. It's, and, it's inarguable that the, the games are just different. The way that things get played are different at 2-1 versus 2-2 with 10 minutes to go in the third. Or in the second. Right. You're halfway through the game. Yeah, you're basically starting over 30 minutes to play. And then, and then what adds insult to injury is Nathan McKinnon breaks loose on a mini breakaway. Eric Carlson pulls him down pretty on a pretty blatant trip. Puck goes the other way, two-on-one opportunity for the Sharks. Yeah, I mean, getting into the, getting into the officiating. I, I'm not I, – I don't want to get to it. There was missed calls on both sides. But I, Well, and it's just – it's for me, man. I'm just not it's, – it's for the birds. I'm done. <sighs> I, like, I, I, we have did the, the the big call, all about it. They messed it up. It changed the complex complexion of the game. Totally screwed it up. Everything else. I mean, well, it's just a matter that the, the the Nathan McKinnon trip came so quickly after the reverse goal call. And 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 but but again, you know, man, to me, that's one where it's not ah, it's a missed call. That's Nathan McKinnon on a breakaway, and he gets tripped. How do you miss that call? You know, there's missed calls, yeah. there's playoffs. And and the one point that was brought up today is, and I think you've seen this more and more and more people complaining about it with the playoffs. I get it. You get away with stuff in the in the playoffs, but you have to draw a line somewhere. Because, you know, I'll let the boys play. Okay, well, you just pulled a guy down on a breakaway. You You, you took a goal away. If you're going to let the boys play, it's, it's just tough because there's so much gray area in the playoffs. Uh, it was extremely frustrating for any team, especially since it was the abs. It's extremely frustrating to see that kind of season, that kind of series, end with that kind of taste in your mouth. You don't even get to enjoy the, 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 the Game 7 ride. It's That game will forever be the game seven that they took a goal, a, a game time goal away from the abs. And yeah, it's just and I mean, again, inarguable. That point alone, just standing on its own, is inarguable. And and I'm just saying that's such a bummer because what a great series. What a great ride. And it ends like that. It just sucks. We're going to take a break. 
I know you want to be all positive or whatever. So I guess we'll come back and put fake smiles on on this gloomy, rainy day, which matches the mood. See, you should have you should have listened to my pod last night, <sighs> especially the ending. It would have fit your mood right now. I'm going to play I'm going to play the Deadpool song again at the end of this one. So nice. Yeah, that's what's that's what it is. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Frosted Leaf is Denver's most innovative dispensary. What I like about Frosted Leaf would probably be their knowledgeable bud tenders, their online kiosk, their online ordering, and then just pick up at the store. And then they're always getting new genetics as well, so that's always cool. Like Edgar mentioned, Frosted Leaf gives you no lines, no weight, and a self-paced direct shopping experience that allows a fast yet comfortable transaction without the awkwardness of a waiting room. Not only does Frosted Leaf have the hottest strains, but they also offer a rewards program that will help towards your purchases. I would recommend Frosted Leaf to a friend, and I would tell them to look forward to different strains and to knowledgeable help. Check out Frosted Leaf's three Denver locations and download their app today. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, which is a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, We have national bands. We have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at moesdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Moe's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend Moe's to someone because we cater to all needs, a family-friendly atmosphere. We have Colorado beers on tap, all the games on the TVs. It will blow your mind with amazing barbecue. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley. Very sad, very gloomy, very rainy day here in Denver. The reason it's sad, the Colorado Avalanche Mm. were bounced out of the second round of the playoffs last night after a heartbreaking loss to the San Jose Sharks um, on the back of a Joe Pavelski return and a horrible (laughs) overturned call that took away a goal from the Avs that would have tied it up halfway through the second. Boy, was I wrong about Joe Pavelski not making a difference. Dude, you know what? I had a buddy text me before the start of the game uh, with a clip saying, uh, you know, a headline saying Joe Pavelski in. He was like, oh, no. I even responded back. I was like, I'm not worried about it, dude. That's going to be a seven-minute guy who's there for the emotional boost. Yeah. Whoops. Um, yeah, that's, that's exactly how I felt. Somebody somebody responded after he scored the goal to a tweet where I was like, ah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced he'll be a difference maker. And was like, you know, this tweet aged well, which P.S. is like my least favorite thing that people do on Twitter. My favorite like was digging old, up, digging up tweets and be like, this tweet aged well. Like, I, so I had one from uh, 
uh, the Ducks game. And there was no energy in the crowd at Pepsi Center. It was just dead. It was half empty. And I tweeted, I said, this, it feels like a crowd that, that knows their team is out of it. Because at the time, they were dead in the water. Like three weeks later, someone went back, well, this aged well. I'm like, did you keep this in mind to go back and do this? Yeah, well, and especially a situation like that where it's like, that doesn't make what I said at the time and the atmosphere that day doesn't doesn't make what I said incorrect. Right, right. Like, that doesn't change the fact that in the, it's like when I tweet uh, during a game and I'm like, oh, like Tyson Berry really struggled in the first period. And he goes out and he scores three points in the third period and somebody's like, wow, this is great analysis. And I was like, <laughs> my tweet was about his play in the first period. It had nothing <laughs> to do with what happened after that. <laughs> Seriously, dude. People just love being right on Twitter. It's um, so crazy. Well, and like people love to like tear you down. When, well, and, and it's funny because it's like, oh, okay, well, if that's the case, I'm not going to give my opinion. I'm just not going to give predictions and I'm not going to give my opinion on stuff. Mm-hmm. And then and then they're like, oh, well, what? You you don't want to you don't want to give an opinion or you don't you know, you don't have enough balls to give a prediction. And it's like, <laughs> come on. Right. Can't do anything right. You can't do anything right. Well, let me tell you someone that can't do anything right. James about James Merrillat. James Merrillat from 1043 The Fan. Maybe, maybe, dude. I'm not sure. I haven't been. Conf- I, this hasn't been confirmed yet by Twitter. Maybe the dumbest tweet of the year. Okay. I, I, I don't know what you're thinking. For those of you that haven't seen it, basically, the gist of the tweet was, how can anyone say... The abs are going to be better. They finished with 90 points this year. And that's five fewer than last year. Who thinks they're going to be good next year? Where's the upward trend is the exact phrasing in his tweet. Where is the upward trend? Yeah. AJ, I, I can't even imagine. I, I, I can't even wrap. Did, did you read the piece? I, I, I got, I got like two paragraphs into it. And my eyes started bleeding. So I had to close out of it. So dramatic. It's, dude, it's some of the worst analysis from anyone who claims to be a, a, someone in a, 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 a sports media. That's some of the yeah. worst analysis I've ever seen in my life. And, and you dude, know, it's, it's not good. I, you know, everyone at the fan and led by, by Mark Schlereth. Oh, oh, you can't say anything to hockey fans without them getting upset. Well, learn something about it. You yeah. know, th- that would be like me getting on a show and giving some insane, insane take on the Broncos. It's like, yeah, yeah. just because I work in sports doesn't mean I know everything about everything. You know how you can keep from hockey guys losing their mind on you? Do some research. Yeah, put the, put the work in. Put the work in. Don't just grab the standing sheet at the end of the year going 95 versus 90. What do you mean they're getting better? So, the the part of it that was crazy to me was well McKinnon was a Hart Trophy finalist last year but he's not this year. Dude, what? Right, right. He had a ninety nine point season. Right. What? Like it's his fault that Nikita Kucherov had hundred and twenty some odd points. Well, and the league felt bad that they had to give Nate uh, Connor McDavid a spot. Like it was it was. It was such a strange, myopic take. Like it was such a James Merrillat take, where he he wants to hone in, and he's again like 
trying super hard to make sure everybody knows what a cheerleader he's not. Because apparently, if you feel optimism about anything on, on planet Earth, about anything, you're a cheerleader or you're delusional. Well, that, that's and, hilarious coming from someone at the fan because <laughs> that's, bas- that's basically the Broncos fan network. Yeah, it's it was it was just dis- it was disappointing and it was so predictable when I saw who it was. I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's it's okay. just you know, man, this is super on brand. Yeah, and, and and it's one of those things where very very humbling and 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 we couldn't get to all of them and and I was tagged in about half as many as you were, AJ. Uh, you know, all the stuff that was coming, you know, last night. Um, people thanking us for coverage and stuff. First of all, we can't tell you what that, that means to us, you guys. But second of all, it's, it's stuff like what James Merrillat said is why we do this because, because yeah. for so long that was Colorado avalanche media. Yeah. That was the coverage that, that was available. And, and so we're going to take the next five minutes. It's, it's a gloomy day. I'm feeling like crap. We're tired. We're exhausted from the, the playoffs. This won't be a, another hour-long show like you guys have come a little bit accustomed to. But we're going to take the next five to eight minutes here to explain to Mr. Merrillat where the upward trend is so that he can have some semblance of a brain when he gets back on the, 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 the mic tomorrow or, or puts a piece out. And I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's a little harsh. Yeah. He's not he's not without a brain. He's just one of those it's very it's very hot takey and he's very much Denver's very own like miniature version of Skip or Stephen A where oh hey, I'm going to I'm going to say something absurd and then I'm going to have fun playing devil's advocate and trying to defend it. It's um, it's my logic is flawed and I don't really know what I'm talking about and everybody who does know what they're talking about understands that and typically doesn't waste time on stuff like this. But we're in the off season now, so we're in this room. I've got time. I've got time to yeah. care about this now. Yeah, I've I've got time to let you know why piece by piece this is bad. And I would I my biggest thing though is I would like to say to answer the question of where's the upward trend and why should I believe this is not stagnation? For one, the Avs made the postseason two years in a row. Right. Something they had not done since the mid two thousands. They advanced to the second round. Something they had not done since the mid two thousands. There you go. And, and done. End of list. And, and and that's that's why it's not stagnation. That right there. That's all you need to know. And what's so frustrating, and why I make that comment, and I even told someone, I told someone on Twitter because they were like, "Well, maybe he's got a point." And, and and they were saying, "Oh, well, you know, none of those young guys have have proven anything." It's like, first of all, what? They were just, you know, they just went on a run to one game from the Western Conference Finals. But I said, you know what? I can yeah. I can even right. accept that point that, hey, they haven't done anything with the cap space yet. They haven't made the picks yet. Kale McCarr's got eight games. I, I'll, I'll even take all that. But, other, but, but if you're only going to go by that logic, then at the end of every year, throw out favorites, throw out, you know, throw everything out and say, well, you don't know if they'll do it again next year. Obviously you don't know that, but it's all about projection and, and, and trends and uh, you know, what, you know, where the players are. Otherwise, what would you be doing at the draft? You'd be doing nothing. And again, well, I can tell you James, James Marilad is doing nothing. At the well, draft. And, and again, just the brutal irony of, 
What is this team adding? That's coming from someone who works for the network that that thinks Joe Flacco is here to save the Denver Broncos. It's like, holy smokes, dude. Um, So... I can't say I've listened to enough of the fan to know how they feel about Joe Flacco other than they've talked about him. Well, well, I haven't either, but I'm just assuming that that they love Joe Flacco and they love the move by John Elway and what a genius. And this team's going back. To, they thought Case Keenum was taking the Broncos back to the Super Bowl next year or last yeah, year, Case excuse Keenum me. Was, Case Keenum was fun. Yeah. That was a fun Yeah, era. you know who doesn't play for the Denver Broncos anymore? Case Keenum. A lot of dudes. Ugh, dude, insane. Um, AJ, let's let's talk. What's up? Ab- you feel better? No, no, bit? I'm very angry. Oh. And and I caught my roommate's head cold, so I'm even more angry. Oh, you should have beat him for dude. that. Um, taking his glasses right off, and just <laughs> smashed him against the against the wall right in front of him. He wouldn't have been able to see. You wouldn't have known it was you. <laughs> so, AJ, that was really just a James Merrillat bashing. Yeah, which, I mean, was unnecessary, but I, I hope you do feel I better. do. And, and guys, like, guys like that are just you irrelevant know, because they don't pay attention. You know why I felt like we needed to do it is because you used the word unnecessary there. How unnecessary was that tweet from him today? I mean, the whole story is unnecessary. It's absolutely unnecessary. It's just, it's bad. you know, in the same way that, you know, in the, in the same vein of like, hey, let's kick them right. while they're down. That wasn't a great. Why is everybody talking about what a great season they had? That wasn't a great season. They stagnated. Right. Oh, all right. Cool, 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 and cool, it was cool, it cool. was it was in the same breath as as the Mark Schlereth Colorado Avalanche participation trophy after they lost game one to the Flames. Just disrespectful. Right. And it's like, dude, you know, you have a huge group of people that just had so much fun watching the abs and, and they're pissed that, that the Broncos suck. That's what it comes down to. They're pissed the Broncos suck. So they had to kick abs nation while they were down today. And, and I just, you know what, man, I was, I was pissed and frustrated enough from last night. that when I saw that, I was like, you know what? No, we've got a platform to tell James Merrillat just how wrong and ignorant that, this whole thing is. So that's what we're going to spend the entire next segment doing. We've gotten our screaming and yelling out. Mostly me. I was going to say, don't put me in that list. I'm, I'm good. Man. So James, when you're listening to this, know that this was AJ's idea. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cute duck tails. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm waiting to hear my voice on the fan later. I'm sure he's going to be all pissed that he knows nothing about hockey, but, um, yeah. but Hey, you know what? The minute I put out an article telling them how to cover the Broncos, they can put me on blast on the fan. How about that? I tell you, I tell you what, man, I wonder who runs the fans Twitter account because it's gotten that tweet has gotten ratioed hard. I'm sure. And I'm, I'm curious what somebody's like, oh, man, wow. I mean, because at the same time, like you look at it and that's exactly what, what they what's... wanted. Look at all the attention we've. But given what's them crazy now. to me, man? What's crazy to me is that as a sports network, like imagine if that were us and and one of our Broncos guys. Now our Broncos guys would have never done that because they're educated on other sports. You know, Ryan can talk hockey with you. But imagine if one of our Broncos people had put that out. 
Ryan likes to pretend he can. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no I'm totally kidding. Ryan's great. RK is the man. No, but you know, it, it's it's if, if if one of those guys had put out like, "Hey, Abs fans, I don't know what you're so excited about. The team sucks." It's like, dude, uh, you know, expect to hear from from some Abs fans. So James Merrillat did that, knowing he was going to hear it from everyone. So you're going to hear it from us, and now we're going to spend the next ten minutes telling you why you should be expecting an upward trend so you can redo that article and uh, give the fan a nice look as if uh, as if hockey fans don't hate them enough. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. The Colorado Golf Association is dedicated to preserving, improving, and serving the game of golf here in Colorado. And right now they're conducting their annual Dream Golf Vacation Raffle. Ed May, executive director of the Colorado Golf Association, gave us some more info on what exactly you can win if you enter. We had six grand prizes this year and 40 plus other prizes. So the the big ticket items, so to speak, or the grand prizes are a trip to the BMW Championship, including VIP access, thanks to our partnership with BMW. Uh, We have trip to Streamsong, we have a trip to Bandon Dunes, we have a trip to Sand Valley. And then we have what I think might be the coolest, a chance to take an, uh, a 7 Series BMW down to Telluride to play in a CGA-only event. The raffle tickets will go on sale on our website, coloradogolf.org. Tickets are $40, and you know all the proceeds from the raffle are going to support youth development in the state of Colorado. So you're making a great donation to a great cause, but you're also having a chance to uh, really have a fantastic dream golf vacation. For a chance to win, be sure to go to coloradogolfassociation.org. Third and final segment, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley here. Av season has come to a close, but despite what James Merrillat of 104 <laughs> Fan thinks, uh, AJ, there's a lot to be excited about, all jokes aside. Um Again, I mean, the funny, like, part of part of the reason it was such a ridiculous take is, like, yeah, there is a lot to be excited about. There, there is. And, and, again, that was what was so upsetting was it's like, okay, this is obvious you didn't even make an attempt. So, again, let's fill him in. AJ, what's the number one reason Avs fans should be optimistic heading into next year? Not um, even just optimistic, excited. Let's well, and I guess we'll touch on this again since I touched on it last night. But Kale McCarr is going to be there. Yeah, full season of Kale McCarr automatically makes you better. Yeah, I, I mean it, it, it's you got uh, what eight games out of him? Is that what he ended up with? Ten games. You got six points in ten games. A 20-year-old kid with no regular season experience put up a 49-point pace in the postseason across a, a full regular season. In 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 the second round against an extremely yeah, defensively happened, stingy team. What happens when that dude is going out there playing against Detroit and Buffalo and Edmonton to the world? Right. Right. Like that's where that's that's where you get fat in the regular season. Uh-huh. It's not always tearing up the good teams, but it's it's <laughs> It's going and eating greedy against some of the baddies. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I'm. Mm, mm. That right there is a huge step forward for everybody, for the team, for the power play, for the blue line, for everybody. That's a huge step forward. Just, just that on its very own. 
Absolutely. Then you look at the growth of Sam Girard this year, who ended up playing legitimate top pairing minutes for the vast majority of the year as a 20-year-old. Mm-hmm. You put him on the other side of, of, of Kale McCarr, who by the end of the playoffs was playing basically on the Avs top pairing, you know, situationally and things like that, being double shifted mm-hmm. in third periods, uh, things of that nature. You have two 20-year-olds who are po- poised to take over your top pairing as two of the most elite puck-moving defensemen in the NHL. You could stop right there and say, yep, I'm excited. <laughs> you could stop right there and say, yes, I'm excited. Um, but AJ, you know, this this was another year where last year we saw Nathan McKinnon really, uh, really come to life. And we were saying, man, I hope mm-hmm. this isn't the one-hit wonder thing. Well, he kind of reaffirmed. Uh, yep, Nathan McKinnon, top five player in the NHL. This is it, yeah. There's another reason that you're not... Nico Rantanen, top, right. top flight wing in the NHL, right. 21 years old. That Nathan McKinnon, you're not looking at a guy who had one good year. He's now done it back-to-back. In fact, he had a better year this year than he did last year. Miko Rantanen, 31 goals this year, 21 years old. 87-point season. Back-to-back 80-plus point seasons for a 21-year-old winger. You had three 30 goal scorers all under the age of 27. Uh, you know, Kale McCarr, Sam Gerrard. You've got a first I mean, round. Miko Miko Rantanen starts his career with three straight 20 goal seasons. Like yeah. the first three years of his NHL career, he scored 20 goals in each of them. Assuming good health, that dude moving forward, monster. Yeah, and and – like I said, three 30-goal scorers this year, all under the age of 27. Does Gabe Landeskog get back there? I don't know, but what a year from him. And, and I mean, he's he's kind of shown uh, that he's, you know, he's putting in the work to be a, a, as much as it hurts to say, less than 24 hours later, kind of a Pavelski-type player in front of the net, taking away space, banging in rebounds, tipping pucks, Looks like he really found a groove this year in the type of player that, that he's going to be most effective. You've got Martin Kaut, a a top uh, first round pick, excuse me, already waiting in your system. Not to yeah. mention, not- that's well, and you also again not adding anybody to the team. Your fourth line will get better just by getting healthy. Vladislav Kamenev was on his way to, to really proving that he was an NHL player. Big time, big time miss um, not having him in the postseason. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Derek going out and having to get, you know, a Derek Broussard. Uh, not, okay, not having to. They chose to. Right. But Derek Broussard ending up uh, on, on that line. You know, you, have, you go out and you get a Kamenev. Should be able to realistically replace that guy. Mm-hmm. Again, this is without any assumption of spending money, any assumption of going and get any money. All you have to do is just assume, hey, these things will happen again because there's reason to believe they will happen again. Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, elite players. Gabe Landeskog in his prime. Tyson Berry in his prime. Reason to believe that everything that they've done is either repeatable or awfully close to repeatable, plus the youth that's going to be around that you expect to continue to get better mm-hmm. unless every single young player they have is just plateaued at the same time. Mm. Right. 
which, whew, that's unlikely. But crazy. Like, all of that, and, and that assumes nothing. That assumes they don't sign a single free agent, which the funny thing about the Merrillat piece was that he talked about that. Oh, well, they, all they did last year was they went out and got Philip Grubauer. Doesn't talk about going out and getting Ian Cole. Doesn't talk about going out and getting Matt Calvert. Anybody that paid attention to them in the postseason should comfortably tell you that both of them were difference makers for the team. Right. That's three guys they went and they went out and it was it, that was a quiet off season. Right. That was a quiet off season where they just tinkered around the edges outside of Grubauer, who became their starting goaltender, which is not an it, not a big deal. Like it's not an irrelevant thing that Philip Grubauer was a backup goaltender trying to solidify himself as a starter and did again, not even talking about adding any, a single body to this roster. Mm -hmm. That's not already in, in the organization on, on some level you expect improvement. Philip Grubauer solidified himself as a, as a number one starting goaltender in the league. He still has to do it over the course of 50 games in a regular season. He still has to prove that. Totally, 100% true. But otherwise, I mean, the guy did it The guy did it in the postseason. He went out and he had two very, very good rounds. Mm -hmm. Did exactly what was asked of him, played fantastic, and earned that job. Yeah. Just flat out. And it wasn't like he fizzled so again, out at the end. Nobody takes steps forward. And now let's talk about adding people. You have a top four pick, another pick at 16, and what it, what is going to be their their cap number before Rantanen and Zadorov in that? What was that? I said what what's going to be their cap number? Like how much are they going to have? It's just shy of thirty, right? Now you got to take care of Miko. You got to take no, care no. of Z. No, thirty six. Jeez. So right, I made a I made a conservative estimate today that re-signing all the RFAs that they want to re-sign that is uh, Rantanen. Kerfoot, Comfer, Zadorov. Those guys, and and those are guys, those are guys that I think get raises and not just qualifying offers. Kamenev will get a qualifying offer, for example, mm -hmm. uh, where he just gets a you know nine hundred thousand dollar contract or a million dollars for one year. I could see them maybe dabbling in bringing Colin Wilson back for a year too. Sh sure, maybe, but that's a different conversation. I'm just saying all their RFA's. You uh -oh. just resign them. I estimated approximately $18 million to re-sign all those guys. That gives you $18 million to go and play in free agency. Have fun. Yeah. I mean, you get Artemi Panarin, obviously that's $11 million. But but maybe but you get Artemi Panarin and, and you're done for the day. <laughs> right. You're not and, – and you're still sitting on plenty of cash left to do what you need to do moving forward. Right. But – $18 million to play within UFA. You don't have to spend all of it. You could spend some of it. You have to keep in mind extensions in the future. You have to keep in, you do have to keep in mind that you're going to have to spend money down the road. So you don't go out and spend all 18 million, but you can comfortably spend 11, 12, million 11 to 12. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You see off the top of your head, you got, you got to 11. I got to 12. <laughs> so you could comfortably spend that and leave a couple of million dollars of breathing room. You could probably comfortably spend fifteen million of that, because when Seattle gets, you know, actually shows up, you expect there to be another significant leap mm -hmm. 
There was Vegas gave you a five million dollar leap. Yeah. Uh, Carl Soderberg's contract is another five million dollars that comes off the books. There you go. Next thing you know, you know you you've got space for for the, the Jost and Gerard deals. Right, Kale McCarr after that. And, right, and then McCarr, and then after that, you start getting into having to re-sign. You know, obviously having to re-sign Barry is a is a consideration. Um, Landeskog, all those guys. Right, right, right. But those are those are different conversations for down the road. So you know, we have all summer to get into all of this. So we're not going to do it tonight. And James, I'm sure you're a good dude. And we didn't mean to dump on you so much, but you know, our our oh, I'm not sure of that our own RK just sent out a tweet. 12 minutes ago. Very good timing. It says, everybody complains about hockey fans being exclusive and dismissive, but of all my experiences with Avs, Twitter have been ex- overwhelmingly positive. So here's, here is how we will leave this for today. Again, you go back to the beginning of the playoffs, Mark Schlereth and the participation award, then, then being upset that hockey fans got mad at him. Our point with this is this, and this goes for people at the fan People at BSN, people anywhere, fans, listeners, media, do some research. There's so much to be excited about with this team. You listen to those NBC broadcasts from the last couple weeks, and it's, holy smokes, this abs team is going to be good for a long, long time. With the like, Go ahead. There's a reason everybody in hockey knows what's up. Right. And I and, – and... As much as I as I, I understand, I'm about to cite ESPN, and that people are like, "Oh, ESPN covers hockey." Like, Wyshynski and, and Emily Kaplan do really good work, so I'm going to cite yeah. them. Yes, and when the Abs were eliminated, they put up their their you know postseason um, looking ahead. What happens? And it was it was titled "Building the Next Superpower in the NHL." Yeah, do you think the Edmonton Oilers got something like that? <laughs> I can tell you they didn't because I read it. <laughs> it. There's nowhere near that kind of optimism in most other markets. Right now, there's a reason to, to believe that this is a franchise that's on the verge of going nuclear. They and Nobody is saying that it's going to happen without help. Yeah. They have to go out and they have to, they have to spend the money the right way. They have to make, they have to, make meaningful additions to the roster. They need to get some, some forward help, but they have a number one goaltender. They've got a deep defense. That's talented. That's got a variety of skills and they've got an elite, an an elite center and an elite right wing that they can build around and a very, very good two way player in Gabe Landeskog and some young talented forward that, you know, like, Kerfoot, Comfer, and Jost are not irrelevant. Yeah. It's not like you need to go and replace those guys. They're all going to fill roles for you. What those roles ultimately are to be determined. But, I mean, come on. How can you not be excited? I, I'm blown away that somebody would use today to stand on the shoulders of Avalanche fans, call themselves tall, and act like this is not going somewhere. Right. It's crazy to me because it so obviously is. Yeah, they've got they've and and you know and yeah, it depends on them doing other work. But even if they just decide to play patience, adding Kale McCarr, boom, immediately helps you. They're drafting fourth overall. They're drafting sixteenth overall again. They've got five picks in the top like seventy five. 
they're gonna and obviously those guys don't this is the nhl not the nfl those guys aren't going to help out immediately but it's all setting up for future success and so now now they are in the very enviable position of going for it while building for the future as Mm -hmm. well and uh and honestly good good luck central division so you know what this was bsn avalanches this was us standing up for abs nation and all the abs fans out there that have done such an amazing, they've supported us so much throughout the year. Thank you guys so much. Um, again, for all the tweets, uh, and texts and DMS and all that stuff last night. Uh, we really do appreciate it. So this was us standing up for you. Absolutely. You guys are awesome. You guys couldn't be more supportive. Love every, every one of you that has reached out. I actually, I couldn't believe the number of responses that I got. I had to switch my uh, phone over strictly to mentions and not uh, notifications. Mm. So no retweets or likes or anything just so I could try and get through as many of them as I could go back and find. And every time I looked, I just kept finding more of them. You guys, you guys have been awesome and so supportive of everything we've done. The, the watch parties were a blast, had an amazing time at them. I was pretty tired last night, so I was not quite as amped up about everything. Um, but loved doing them. Had a had a great time meeting so many of you. Um, honestly, I hope I, I'm going to try and talk Brandon and Lindsay into doing one for the draft, which obviously I won't be at because I'll be at the draft right. itself. But a great time, and it was awesome to see everybody. And looking forward to doing them in again next year at some point because they're going to be a lot of fun and it's awesome getting to just hang out and watch abs hockey with with the most passionate of abs mm-hmm. fans yeah man i agree so so you know what guys feel good today um it was a super bummer really sad way to see it end but but there's so much going for this team and it and and honestly i agree wholeheartedly with nathan mckinnon this felt like I told AJ a couple weeks ago, I said, I think this team's winning the Stanley cup. Uh, it, it just, it sure just felt like everything was shaking out that way. Obviously it's not going to happen, but there are so many pieces on this team that are going to be here for a long time and be very good for a long, long time. Uh, so we didn't mean to turn this into a let's argue with the fan show, but you know what? The, you guys have been so amazing supporting us all year uh, that to see someone, you know, taking shots at, at Avs fans and stuff today on Twitter. We just weren't going to stand for it the day after a heartbreaking Game 7 loss. Uh, so we're here to tell you that, hey, there's a lot to be excited about. And uh, Avs fans should enjoy your summer. Uh, and 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 yeah. it's going to be a super fun ride starting here in October. We're not going anywhere. This isn't me signing mm. off for the summer, but... Uh, yeah. Draft pods next draft week. Draft pods starting next week. Um, thank you guys so much for listening all year. Honestly, it's, it's been a ton of fun, uh, here over the next few days. We haven't talked about anything as far as the schedule goes. We might try to catch our breath a bit here. Um, we're not sure we haven't, we need it. We have to go in and, and do all of our end of the season stuff with, uh, with the boss and, and nail down our plan starting for the off season. So we will get you guys, uh, in the loop on that as quickly as possible. But until then, for Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley and James Merrillat, I am Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented. I was expecting more of laughter when I said for James Merrillat. AJ, thank you for not listening. Look, he <laughs> needs it. 
BS and Avalanche. He gets to feel he gets to feel included. He wrote half our show. BS and Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys so much for listening. <laughs> What's left to say? These prayers aren't working anymore. Every word shot down in flames. What's left to do? With these broken pieces on the floor I'm losing my voice calling on you Cause I've been shaking, I've been bending backwards till I'm broke Watching all these dreams go up in Come out